welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Yeah. Spacemen. Yeah. This week I'm a beachman. Oh yeah, you're at the beach. Yeah, I'm at you're the beach, getting baby. Getting some rays. Did you uh, lay out in the sun? You look like you have a tan. Just kidding. You don't look like you have a tan. At I all. don't look like I have a tan. I feel like I did get some sun I think today. Maybe the lighting on this uh, on this FaceTime call is. Yeah, I don't you know, have the, the n- normal uh, flattering lighting setup I have uh, when I FaceTime with you. Did you get a ring light at all at any point during the? I did pandemic? get a ring light, uh, at, like a very cheap one at one point. Did you use it? Um, I don't think. No, I don't think I've really used it. I. It's one of those things I bought for like twelve dollars and then forgot mm-hmm. that I have, and uh, never really set it up. But I should. Your hope is a cheap electronics graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, I didn't mean to imply that you don't look good, Tom. You 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 look great. Um, Thank you. I'm, you don't I'm, look pale. I'm well rested. You just rested. don't look deep town. Yeah. I, w- I went to the beach and then uh, fell asleep until like five minutes before we were set to record this. <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh... Yeah, because I asked you, I sent you a message on the mm-hmm. telephone, like, hey, when do you want to record? And normally, even though we record at the same time every week, right. every week we have to we can confirm it with each other. Yeah, yeah. As if it's like not even like, hey, want to do seven thirty? It's always just like, what time should we record today? And then yeah. somebody will be like, seven thirty. Yeah, that sounds good. But uh, you were radio silent for a while, and I was like, I bet Tom fell asleep at the beach, <laughs> and <laughs> he's gonna wake up uh, looking like a yeah. lobster. Yeah. Uh, no. Luckily, I, I, I. I, this might be the first year where I've been uh, very good with sunscreen, like making mm. making absolutely sure. And then once I'm like out in the sun, and I feel like ah, I feel like I'm I'm getting I'm getting toasty here. Reapply or get in the shade. Well, I mean, you have a strange relationship with your dermatologist, so it's smart to be extra cautious. <laughs> I do, Tim. Uh, yeah, I had to find a new dermatologist after yelling at my last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you you you, uh, you explain that in 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 great detail in the past, or was it on the other show? It's on. It was on the other show. We do another yeah. show. Don't worry about it. It's not. Yeah, I, I explained it somewhat recently. But I'll tell you what, Tim. I recently went to get a uh, like a annual physical checkup. Hmm. And I was looking at places that take my insurance and uh, there was one place that was like fairly close and I was like, oh, I should go to this place. And then I was like, wait a minute, I should read the reviews because I didn't do that last time. And thank goodness I did because all the reviews were like, it was the same exact story of like, this place is great. The, the Everybody was very friendly. The doctor was very knowledgeable. Um, however, I cannot get my lab results. I have called this place a dozen times and like, unfortunately I have to give it a one star because what good is going to one of these places if you can't get your results? And I don't understand that. That's what, um, yeah, that's, that's across the board. And like, let me talk about my medical uh, issues now. Uh, My son, people aren't paying money not to hear about these things. (laughs) No, no. My, my son had an ear infection. So uh, we brought him to the doctor Mm-hmm. And the do- and they just did a standard thing where it's like, oh, we're going to give him a COVID test, too. We'll give him a PCR test just because, yeah. like, you know. And they were like, well, one, one of your friends hasn't been giving this kid wet willies all the time, has he? <laughs> Tom, this was right after we were away for the weekend. And I was like, he got, I don't know how, but he got this from Tom. It was says dozens of wet willies. But they give him the COVID test. And, like, I'm sure he loved that. Yeah, I know. And there was, like. I think a copay for mm-hmm. it, right? And like insurance paid for it, and they sent mm-hmm. it off to some lab, and they told us how to like um, sign into the lab website yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like it's been over a week, and like there's just no results there. We've called the doctor's office, and they're like, "Yeah, it sucks, <laughs> right?" And like we're like oh can we contact the lab they're like yeah there's no way to do it and on the website (laughs) for the lab there's no way to do it it's just like okay 
So like we or somebody paid like my poor insurance company had to pay for it. It was just like you can yeah. just do that and it's just like, okay, well I well, guess we got he didn't money. have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I told you that was that was my biggest complaint to to this dermatologist's office when I yelled at him. That was like, you guys were real quick with sending me a bill. Yeah, like so obviously you've got some of your shit together, but you know the, the, Tom, these are your priorities. This is right out of an episode of Seinfeld, Dom. If you ask me, they should put our <laughs> lives on TV. Uh, but anyway, Tim, I, for anybody that's like, but I want to hear how that doctor's you know visit how to- went. You know how to give the test. <laughs> you don't know how to give the results. What good is a like... test without the results? Without results, how is it a test? <laughs> um, <laughs> this place, Tim, this, the the doctor that I, I ultimately chose to go to, literally, uh, before I got home, had uh, a new prescription that I needed. <laughs> And, and all the, the test results, they were all terrible. I mean, <laughs> very poor health. No, literally the next day I got like an automated thing. Like, here's your results. And I went and looked at it. And a few of them, you know, it was like stuff that was out of range. And I also felt shitty because, you know, before they took my blood work, they were like, you fasted, right? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I forgot. And I had breakfast <laughs> this morning. <laughs> I hope that doesn't affect it too much. It was a while before. It was like at least five hours before, but not eight hours before. What did you have for breakfast? Was it like I a had, McGriddle or was it like... Well, that's the thing. I had a uh, a rice cake with peanut butter and banana. That's what you eat for breakfast these days? Yeah. Wow. You're a rice cake man? Yeah, I like rice cakes. I like rice cakes too. I don't know... Not on their I own, think... but you put peanut butter and banana on them, they're good. I like them on their own, but I'm a man that well, is like... Si- yeah, shock. yeah, you want to eat styrofoam. <laughs> this yeah. fulfills that fantasy for you. Yeah, but I always I got mad because much like Nickelodeon was like, oh, Brussels sprouts are bad. So if I wouldn't have my life. Freaking Cliff, Heathcliff Huxtable always talked about um, how bad um, uh, rice cakes are. Yeah. And then finally, once he was revealed to be a scoundrel, I was like, well, I better try all the things he didn't like. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I better throw all these pills away. <laughs> um, I better throw away my supply of quaaludes. All right. I don't think I can trust this guy anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I got I got the results. And like there were a few things where it was like, oh, these are like out of range. I don't know how bad that is. But, uh, but by the end of the day, the guy sent me, he was like, everything looks good except like, Maybe this, uh, it was like cholesterol and, uh, that, that is something where I'm like, ah, was that because I lied and said I hadn't eaten? (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, he was like, you know, keep an eye on what you're eating, have more fiber and we'll, we'll test this when you're back in the office in two weeks. And that time I weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Because I needed a follow up about something. So I had this like chest pain. Oh, you don't have to go into this if you don't want to. <laughs> no, but listen, it, okay. but but it was a skeletal muscular thing. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it was mostly like, I'm going to prescribe, I'm going to prescribe this. I was like, oh, thank God, a prescription. I look it up. It's like, oh, you can take one of these instead of two a leave. <laughs> yeah. But that, mm-hmm. but hey. He it, gets a kickback. Some beautiful um, pharma rep took him out yeah, for drinks some, and gave him a lot of off-season NFL cheerleader. <laughs> no, it was it was like a a thing that was you know it was like two dollars to get this prescription. Yeah, uh, but I've been taking ibuprofen and that didn't do it. I needed this stuff because it's longer lasting. And you know what uh, we should all be great. doing what yoga. I've heard of yogurt. Frozen's yeah. my favorite. Um, is yoga good for that for skeletal muscle muscular I issues? I think so. You ever just like get up and like in the morning and like stretch for a couple minutes, like look up a YouTube video about stretching and then stretch. I've never looked up a YouTube video about stretching, but I've I've I have stretched before. I'll admit. If you like do like a like look up like a two minute morning stretch routine. Uh huh. Do it tomorrow and tell Maybe me that your day isn't 
200% better in every single way to the yeah. point where it's like, I don't do that two minute stretch every day. Um, and you feel like crap. Yeah. Um, so, um, you walk around hey, looking your age. I think I look better than my age. <laughs> well, not with that walking, not with, uh, you walk like the crypt keeper unless you stop that. <laughs> Tom, I have a very important update uh, mm-hmm. for the hashtag oh, for the... Suit Squad uh-huh. sweepstakes. Yes. Um, We've heard back recap. from the winner. Yes. Uh, everybody, predictably, in the comments, um, urged Thomas to forego his prize that he earned of this copy, this trade paperback copy of... 2001 the space odyssey to go mm. for what was what, in the mystery what's the, box what's the retail price on that uh trade paperback eight dollars and 99 cents yeah um and it was revealed <laughs> that the prize in the mystery box was at least valued it was valued at at least eight dollars and 99 cents right American. so in in one way if he's just looking to make money here which probably is what he's after he can't yeah. go wrong with the mystery box he's looking to flip right. what he gets no matter what now, Tom, mm-hmm. I have to admit, and I'm being completely transparent here. <laughs> well, Thomas, Thomas picked the winner, the mystery mm-hmm. prize, mystery yeah. box, um, gave us his address. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out, I due to where he lives, <laughs> <laughs> you can't send him what you wanted to. I can't send him what was in the mystery box. So, what the hell were you going to send him, Tim? (laughs) Spider. (laughs) It was a gallon of gasoline. No, it was a spider. Well, Tim, hey, nowadays, a gallon of gasoline might be worth more than $9. Did you you hear what I said, Tom? You were going to send him a live spider? (laughs) A live spider. Tom, this was a $40 spider. (laughs) (laughs) What? A $40 spider from where? Uh, Florida. <laughs> Tim, people pay for this. Don't send them spiders in the mail. That's <laughs> That's a, it's, it's, a, it's a prize valued at much, much more. Like almost five times as much. Yeah, as, but it's, uh, hard, it's hard to flip a spider. I know. This is a jumping spider. It was like a special kind what? of jumping a spider. Jumping... Tim, don't send... Spiders well, to our paying I, well, listeners. Well, I can't. I can't now. So you Good. got your wish, Tom. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually very happy to hear that that's the case, Tim. If, yeah. if that's what it takes, the, the government stepping in, does he live outside the U.S.? Is that why? He does. I didn't want to you know, blow up his spot here, but they, okay. they well, only- Well, Tim, uh, there's a whole rest of the world he could live in. I'm sure he know. wouldn't feel- I think everybody just wants to be known as an American. <laughs> Something everybody in every every other nation Everyone on Earth aspires, aspires to, to. Yeah. live in a country where you can order spider online and send it to somebody <laughs> without without worrying about government interference. I do think, and you know, if if Tom, if you know, if somebody else had money in the U.S., what before you said all this, did you look up? Uh, possibly buying a spider in his home country and having it sent to him. Yeah, that just wasn't that wasn't feasible. He, he, does, he doesn't live in a country with a lot of spiders. Well, no, they they didn't have the type of spider that I wanted. <laughs> but they had other specific, spiders. They had, they had other spiders. This one, the price was you, right. But you wanted it, a spider where he opened up the box and it jumped out. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's how they would have packaged it up. Um, but, like, I wanted a spider that could, like, do a trick. Uh-huh. I'm not going to send him, like, a run-of-the-mill, just, like, a spider that's going to hang around. Yeah. I anyway. Mean, and what what other tricks would you consider a spider capable of doing? I See, I don't know. I thought jumping was, was perfect. Right. I mean, that is a pretty cool trick. I've never seen yeah. a jumping spider. If I did, I think I would have uh, died of fright. Um, and for only $40, it was also one inch big. Yeah. So uh, like a normal house spider size spider, but this one could jump. Right. 
It's a shame. I'm sorry, Thomas, that you couldn't get... Uh, well, you should have checked the terms and conditions. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I'm still reading the book, so you wouldn't yeah. have gotten a prize anyway for a few weeks. Let me let me, let me uh, gather another mystery prize. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have the option now. Um, this is like a... This <laughs> now, is like a let's make heard. a deal. <laughs> Not that you've heard the kinds of ideas Tim has for the mystery prize. You may want to reconsider. Yeah. So, uh, you know, choose. Sound off in the comments. Should uh, should Thomas double down on the mystery box? Or mm. should he just cut his losses and go for the book? And it's yeah. a great book, Tom. It's worth, you know, it's yeah, a great it's worth, prize worth in and of $9. itself. Yeah. And I'll send it like priority mail. Like he won't be waiting forever for this. I'll, I, mean, I'll, I won't cheap out on the postage. Ha- have you looked into how much postage would cost? Yeah, I, I'm prepared to spend up to like forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared to spend up to what it would cost to send a spider to somebody locally. <laughs> Look. Best laid plans, am I right? Well, how do you even think about that? I'm going to send somebody a spider. <laughs> I thought it would be a good... Uh, it, I mean, nobody would have expected that, right? No, I don't think so. Nobody yeah, it's, it's the mystery box. Yeah. Was Very... it, people are like, oh, I think there's another book in there. Another book? Yeah. Why would I do that? What's, it, what's mysterious that about that? Jumping spider. I guess I could have sent him like an Agatha Christie book, and then that would have been right. very mysterious. Tim, you're going to get a reputation as uh, the Jared Leto of podcasting. Ooh, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> In what way? In more than one way, Tim. You're you're an actor slash musician. You like to send people creepy things in the mail to get oh, into your roles. Should I grow my hair really long? Like him, I bet if I can, I have good hair, Tom. I could, if I conditioned it, I think I could. Mm. It would look nice, like Jared. It would, Leto's it hair. would look nice, like Jared. Leto. Yeah, why not? Yeah. No reason not to, Tim. Did you see they uh, re-released that Morbius movie in theaters? Yeah, what they got like goaded into it by fans who were like, "Oh, we'll go see it this time." We promise. <laughs> yeah, they got tricked. The internet tricked a movie studio into having a movie flop twice. <laughs> Very Yikes. funny. Very funny stuff. Um, I mean, that movie seems no better or worse than any other comic book movie. Nah, apparently it's worse. I haven't seen it, but... Hmm, so there is uh, some accounting for taste. Yeah, there there is a line that I sometimes <laughs> will not cross, and uh, Morbius is one of those lines. I have... I've, uh, better things to not better things to do but better things to watch in my life that i haven't watched yet so let me ask you this tom mm-hmm. have you seen the top gun i haven't seen the top gun but uh my brother who uh who has a pilot's license he told me uh he recently saw it and he saw it in 40x the first time he went to a 40x movie <laughs> And it sounds like if that's if if you're gonna see a movie in 40x, it should be this new Top Gun. Yeah, I'm torn. I was never a big fan of the first movie. No, I've never seen the first movie. Um, yeah, I don't I'm know. Familiar if I've with the soundtrack, right? Yeah, it's one of those things where like I know everything. I know every plot point, yeah. and I know like pretty much all the significant scenes. Yeah, and like um, the char- who the characters are and everything. Yeah, um, I'm torn that, like, I'm already torn about Tom Cruise, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. he's a, a, a recruitment tool for a very um, bad organization, right? Um, Paramount Pictures? No. And then this is also, like, uh, U.S. military propaganda. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um so it's like Scientology, it's the Venn diagram of Scientology <laughs> and U.S. military propaganda, and like, I want to see it so badly. <laughs> well, Tim, <coughs> uh, why why don't you go to the movie theater, you buy a ticket for uh, some Wes Anderson Morbius. nonsense or whatever, and then you sneak into uh, Top Gun, and that way uh, they don't get your money. 
Well then, unless that Wes Anderson film is in 4DX, I don't know how I'll be able to effectively sneak in there. It, it's as long as you're not when you go into the 4DX movie. As long as you're not sitting in a seat that belong that somebody else bought, you're right. fine. You know they're they're not checking, right? Yeah, and even I, if you sit in a in a seat that somebody else bought because this ha- for a while this happened every time. I think I was the only one buying a 40x ticket. I think everybody <laughs> else was buying tickets to something else and just sneaking in. Right. Um I would just have to go to my seat and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm I think you're in my seat. I'm sorry." And then the person would sigh, roll their eyes, get up out of my seat that I paid for and just like move one seat over. Um, the 40, like the whole theater isn't 40X, right? There's like normal seats. No, and no, the 40X whole theater seat. is 40X. Okay, good. Um, I would hate that so much if I would, if I bought like a regular ticket. Oh and then yeah, they were like, just watching part of the theater move around. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Tim. It, it, they're all or nothing with 40x. Hey, that's like uh, 40x fans. They're all or nothing. They go to be- extremes, Tom. I believe there are some like wheelchair slots. So if, right. if somebody in a wheelchair wants to see a movie with somebody, uh, you know, that wants to see it in 40x, they can still do that. But uh, but right. I don't think there are any regular chairs. Got it. Okay. Well. I don't think I'll I'll make it within the window. Right, the the 4DX releases tend to be like shorter, right? The windows. Uh, yeah, it depends. I have on a feeling like, Top Gun is going to be in theaters still in September. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Most no? movies. No movies don't stay. Movies come out on on streaming Tom, six weeks after nowadays. These are. This is a special type of movie that has yeah. legs, Tom. It's like how E.T. was in the movie for a year. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't the extraterrestrial. Think, I, I don't think it has those kinds of legs. I don't mm. think anything has those kinds of legs anymore. Yeah, I guess not. Um, yeah, but the 40X, usually it's like, uh, especially in the summer, it, movies are in there for, because I think most theaters have one 40X screen. And yeah. it's like whatever the new blockbuster is that weekend, that's what goes in there. Are other blockbusters coming out this year? Uh, I know the the new Thor movie comes out, I think, soon. Right. Oh, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if this shitty new Jurassic Park movie is already in 40X instead of uh, Top Gun. Oh, yeah. Down. Yeah. But I don't know. They, damn that, shame. That might, they might take that back out if, you know the numbers don't um, go the right way. Cause I think top gun, it just makes sense. You'd want to see it in a theater where all the seats move. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily. I don't, I don't need seats to move to watch. You don't movie. need it, but I'm just saying like, I, I could see if like all the 40 X of top gun are sold out and then they're like, ah, well now this shitty Jurassic park movies out and nobody right. comes to see it two days later. They might be like, let's put top gun back in there. Right. Um, they really flew the planes, Tom. I know. Crazy Wild. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is just like, everybody else has to put their lives in danger for this one. <laughs> Tom Cruise. But it's people that want to put their lives, you know, they want to fly yeah. these planes. I mean, oh, you mean the other you actors? Don't... Yeah. 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 I guess maybe they might not want to, but. They want to be in a Tom Cruise movie worse, more, so they'll right. do it. I thought you were talking about like the other professional pilots. Oh no, they do the those flyboys do stuff like this every day. Exactly, they love it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Tom Cruise is a real maniac. Uh, apparently, during like the interviews during the, the press, uh, you know, somebody asked him like, oh, what do you like to do for like you know hobbies and fun?" He's like, "I don't do anything except make movies. This is what I do every waking moment." Yeah, but I mean, part of that is like doing you know six hundred parachute jumps um to prepare for oh, the Mission yeah, Impossible exactly. movie and it's just like all right well that's a, that in of it like it's not like he's like 
oh, what I do is I sit in my trailer and learn my lines and then like right. do a dramatic scene no, with it's people. All, yeah, it's all I prepare and, you yeah. know, go to meetings and produce. Because he said that the that, that particular press day, he considered a day off. Oh, wow. What the, a cool the, guy. The, the part of movie making, blockbuster movie making that, uh, nine out of ten actors hate having to do big press junkets where they answer the same questions over and over. For a guy like Tom Cruise, that's his vacation. Yeah, that's how intense. That's what happens he is. when you've gone clear, Tom? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, Things it that seem monotonous is. to other people are a, a dang vacation for you. Yeah, I mean it is crazy because, like, you know, he doesn't talk about Scientology much anymore. I feel like, but. uh but we've talked about how it is a good recruitment because when you look at him, you do go, I don't know, maybe there is something to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And would be like, if the, if I wouldn't be one of the ones stuff. that have to like clean a ship with a toothbrush or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but maybe I'll go into Scientology and I'll be in the next Mission Impossible movie. Right. Maybe Scientology is what's been missing from my life that stopped me from becoming a blockbuster movie actor and, uh, you know, next level stuntman. Right. Um, I'm just looking up who's a Scientology these days? Who's a Scientologist? Uh, I think Beck's still a Scientologist. No, nah, I think into. he's out. I think oh, he's really? out. Yeah. Uh, Travolta's still in. Yeah, he almost got out. Yeah. Giovanni Rabisi still in? I think he's out. No, I don't think so. Uh, Jason Elizabeth, Lee's out. Elizabeth Moss is still in. Yeah. Um I'm curious about I mean, it's a good networking opportunity. Sonny Bono is a was a was a scientologist. I'm I'm curious about who uh like who's who's the new blood in Scientology? Are That's they getting new about. actors? You know? Um Hold on. Is, is are they going after TikTokers? Are the uh, Are any of the kids see. from uh Stranger Things in Scientology? I heard that one of those uh ladies on SNL currently is a Scientologist. Oh, okay. Um, you don't want to name names, though. I don't know her name. I've been <laughs> the reason why I haven't been. Uh, oh, it seems like Chloe Feynman, but um, it seemed like speculation, right? And that there's no proof that she's an active Scientologist. Well, and all that. <laughs> bless you. All that stuff too. I mean. When I went to the Scientology uh, building that one day for for our show, I mean, was I considered an active Scientologist during right. that? Right, she was probably just going there for her comedy podcast to blow <laughs> the roof up. I mean, well, she might have been going there for like a, a UCB sketch or something. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that's where I feel like there's there's a uh, a fine line between what they consider an active Scientologist. But at the same time, I consider anyone that goes there more than once uh, as part of a bit an active Scientologist. Right. <laughs> because um, like uh, uh, Will and Jada Smith, you know, they say they're not Scientologists, but they give a ton of money. So it's like, well, then what makes you not a Scientologist? Right. I don't think they have like a baptism or anything like that. You know, Nobody it, knows. No, nah, I mean, people know. <laughs> I think it's basically like, are are we currently getting money from you? Then you are a Scientologist. Right. Um, hey, but like you were saying, if Tom Cruise is what happens when you become a Scientologist, at this point, don't you think they'd be like, hey, John Travolta, uh, it's okay if you... Hit <laughs> the bricks. <laughs> yeah. You're not pulling your weight anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. The, the last thing you were in was that gif where you look confused. <laughs> that That's a good gif, though. It is a pretty good gif. Tom, should we talk about this book? Yeah. Hey, let's shift from one uh, old science fiction author, L. Ron Hubbard, 
to one of his contemporaries, Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur C. Clarke wrote a book called 2001 A Space Odyssey. Tom, I realize I, I, I goofed a little bit here. What? How so? Well, this week we'll be covering part three, mm-hmm. which is chapters 15 through 20. Okay. I thought there were five parts to this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, that'll be five weeks of reading the book and then a movie. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying the book. Mm-hmm. We're having great conversations around it. I think that's a perfect I thing. I mean, we spent a half hour talking about Tom Cruise instead of talking about the book, but sure. But when we finally get into the discussion about the book, everybody finds it enlightening. You a whisper about Tom Cruise. No. Um, Tom Cruise also said... Mm-hmm. That he sees every movie that comes out, that he goes to the theater in just like a, a baseball cap and sunglasses to not be recognized. Yeah. Um, and watches every movie that comes out. And I believe him. Like, yeah. remember when we clowned on him when they were like, oh, he was asked in an interview, like, what are your favorite movies? And he's like, all mm-hmm. movies. I like all yeah. movies. I think he's just like a guy that like went insane and mm-hmm. was just like movies is my life and er- movies is going to be every single waking moment so when i'm not making them i'm going to be watching every single movie that is released yeah i mean and it would make sense why like even though he's a whack job not a lot of people have bad things to say about him because i bet like every celebrity that meets him he's like oh i saw your last three movies and here's what i liked about them and people are probably yeah. like Oh, Tom Cruise is like a really cool guy. All right. I think people, was it Bill Hader? Like had that interview where he talked about like how great Tom Cruise was to him one time. Like they were like filming a bit for like the MTV movie awards or something. I think so. Yeah. And it's just like, if Bill Hader's not going to call him out for that <laughs> stuff. Right. Who is? Yeah. Well, um, to Tom also, Cruise. Even though I when said you're we weren't going to talk about it anymore. who's trying to get funding for your projects in Hollywood, it's probably not good to like publicly speak ill of like the one true movie star <laughs> it yeah. left in the world. No, I mean, I also think he does a good job probably separating uh, the whack job part of his life with his work. Yeah. And probably a lot of people are like, I don't know, I've read a lot of bad things about him, but uh, he was really cool to me and everybody else, so uh, he's all right. That's the coolest way to be. He was cool to me, so he must be so he must be <laughs> fine. He must be 100% fine. There's no way he could be bad to anyone else. So anyway, I th- that, I, that's the rule of thumb in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Um turns out there are six parts to the book. Ah. Um, but I'll just do five and six together in the last, as we uh, barrel towards the thrilling conclusion. Yeah, well, maybe next week we won't talk about Tom Cruise for the first half of the episode then. Tom, don't act like you were, you, that you didn't do 90% of the talking about I Tom Cruise. I was like, Cruise. tell me about the book, Tim, enough about celebrity gossip. Who cares? It's not gossip, it's fact. It's all sourced. I just want to hear about books all the time. Books, books, books. I'm a bookworm. I want to be, like you said, Tom Cruise, uh, all he does is watch movies. Tim, all I want to do is watch books as I turn the pages. <laughs> um, you don't read books, Tom. You listen to books, right? <laughs> I listen to audiobooks sometimes, but I I read books and... I'm not going to be. It's okay if you don't. That's fine. I'm not going to be like, baited totally... into another, like, oh, audiobooks isn't reading. I wasn't. I was just asking, Tom. It was yeah. a it was a simple question. I I listen to a lot of nonfiction audiobooks, but I read fiction books. Okay, that's good. That's a good distinction. Yeah, I think that's good because nonfiction books are boring. <laughs> well, it's just like if you miss something in it, it, it's not usually as vital as like in a fiction book. I find. Where if I'm not giving it 100% of my attention, I might be like, wait, what just happened in the story? Uh, I don't know. I always just feel like whenever I'm reading a nonfiction book, I'm always I'm constantly looking at like, what page am I on and how many pages <laughs> are in this book? Yeah, so then you, you should listen to audiobooks of uh, yeah. nonfiction. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. Tom, part three, chapter 15. Tom, do you remember what happened in part two? Part one was the apes. 
Remember? And yeah. The monolith. Part, part two was the guy going to the moon on a secret mission to the moon yeah. base. And what did he find there? The monolith. A new a monolith. fucking monolith. Exactly. Yeah, buried. The first evidence of extraterrestrial life. Um, and do you remember um, it... Uh, made that noise that staticky noise yeah and then all the satellite or all the like uh whatever um probes that were like deep in space all heard um a noise at the same time yeah scary stuff like, wow tom we join now we're skipping around to another thing okay guess what the monkeys are back a freaking trip to jupiter Oh, okay. I was hoping Wait, the monkeys no. came back. My notes uh, are wrong. S- to Saturn. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say, my notes are wrong. The monkeys came back. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what is funny about uh, sci-fi books? What's that? They put in like details that are like, uh, to to make it seem more realistic. Mm-hmm. But they're not true, so it's just like they just mentioned. <laughs> How do things. you know, Tim? You didn't even know what planet we were on. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. They they made like there's a detail where it's like, um, the 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 journey that they're on mm-hmm. was originally supposed to be a plan to send a man to Jupiter. Yeah, to get more stupider, um, probably. Exactly, but now um, because they increase they they figured out better hibernation technology they changed it and they're Mm -hmm. sending them all the way to saturn okay which i guess is further than jupiter i meant to look that up also (laughs) well yeah because they pass by jupiter at this point on their way (laughs) uh, in this part on their way to saturn yeah okay and there's this guy tom so you're mad you're mad that they put that detail in no i'm not mad um I, i i said it was interesting Okay, I I think it's interesting. I think that's like an in. I I don't think it makes it feel more realistic. Feel more real are bad. Yeah. Okay, then we're on the same page. I don't see why you're trying to start a fight, Tom. <laughs> um, so there's this guy, uh, David Bowman, not David Bowie, even though he's the original space oddity. Yeah. And he, he's calling Major Tom. Exactly. Um, he's uh, we join him. He's thirty days into his journey. Okay. Um, and uh, there's another guy there on the on the uh, ship, the Discovery. Do we know um, how guy, long the journey is going to take? Um, I forget. Okay. Um, we'll get to that. Um. They they make it in this part, so oh, don't okay. worry. There's this guy Frank Poole, mm. um, and guess who else? Oh, uh, Hal probably. Hal. Yeah. Um, and then these other um, hibernating astronauts that like okay. I don't think that we meet at all. Yeah, at least at this point. I don't know if this is just going to be every, all six parts are going to be, or like if we're going to bounce yeah. back to something. I was just going to say, I <coughs> I like books where, uh, you know, if a character's sleeping, they don't tell us their names. Oh, yeah? Is that having a lot? <laughs> and a bunch of guys sleeping. You'll meet them later. <laughs> um, yeah, Hal, Tom. AI. Yeah. It's so, the computer in charge of the ship, right? Or or maybe not in charge of the ship, but part no, of the he, ship. Yeah, so like because like this is the first time they're sending humans uh mm. this far, um they're trying this hibernation stuff out. Hal um is responsible for like maintaining Manning everything. Manning the wheel while they're exactly. while they're in hibernation. Um and they he could he can speak to the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he mentions Arthur C. Clarke. There's yeah. another tricky thing he does. It's like, mm. uh, Hal is the only one on the ship that knows the real purpose of the journey. Ah. That's Just like throws in, that in there. Yeah. That's like in the uh, uh, 
Prometheus movie, like the android in that is like the only one that knows why they're what their what their real mission is. Uh, you can always trust uh, a robot with your secrets. That's what I say. Um, but basically, theoretically, Hal is there to like make you know make it not reliant on humans that okay you know either will make a, can make a mistake or if like something happened to them they died or became incapacitated instead of the ship just like crashing into an asteroid Hal yeah. would be able to safely fulfill carry the mission for the exactly. most part mm-hmm. um so uh it's just uh david bowman and frank pool yeah david bowie and frank pool mm-hmm. yeah um they're hanging out um here's the thing with them uh they time it so uh one of them is always awake okay and that's just another like deep like they they go into details right like Mm -hmm. about the food like how much food was prepared um but guess what they're in like almost constant contact with um the earth Mm. so they get like uh updates on like news and stuff Mm. um is there a big delay though because of the the amount of time it takes the signal? I don't know. I don't think they they really get into that. Okay. Um, but also they mentioned that like they may not be far enough yet that it's a uh, matters. Yeah, and they get like they start to like again. There's like little asides like they've just lose interest in like the women they knew on Earth the further <laughs> they get away from Earth. Okay. Which I guess uh, space makes you less horny. Well, the... that's opposite of what I've heard, but okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Everybody was rock hard up there all the time. <laughs> um, Do and the then... decrease gravity. <laughs> and then uh, mostly, it's just like their day is just like uh, let's look at gauges and let's uh, make mm-hmm. sure the instruments are all in like that. We've double checked everything and like, yeah. let's relearn the scientific principles that we'll need to know just so we, we know that we know them by rote or whatever. So like everything's basically on autopilot and they've got nothing to do, but like prepare. Exactly. I mean, I don't like, I might be an idiot. Well, mm-hmm. eh, wipe that grin <laughs> off your face, Tom. <laughs> Um, Might be. Remember? Uh, do you remember the bathroom in the in the space uh, the shuttle last week? Vaguely, yeah. <coughs> Where it was like uh, it spun yeah, it to, spinning, to create. So there was gravity. Um, mm-hmm. big, um, there's a whole section of the ship um, okay. there for where like the, exercising. Yeah, where they can like hang out. Um, uh, well, and they I mentioned remember... like seeing that in uh clips of the movie where like somebody's walking in a uh like a hamster wheel a giant hamster wheel type thing yeah there's they mentioned like shaving i think Mm -hmm. i can't find it um like they can shave in that yeah but like you'd go in that gravity room so like the hairs wouldn't go and clog all the instruments i guess Mm-hmm. Um, the extent of what actual space stuff I know is that uh, episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes to space. <laughs> yeah. It's just like things I mean, clogging the instruments. I don't think, uh, like, I think people shave on the space, like in space nowadays, and they don't have to, you know, they've, they've got it figured out where the hair doesn't get in the instruments. I think right. they just put a bag on their head. Well, that's, uh, they'll suffocate there, Tom. That's not... Tim, like, they're in, Tom, Tim, they're in space already. Why Why aren't they suffocating? What, uh, what are kids going to think? Kids are <laughs> looking at these true. guys as role models. They're well, gonna I put think maybe that's why I don't know what they what do. What kind of example is that for them? They, they don't want to beam images of them with plastic bags on their head back to Earth. Give kids the wrong idea. Um. So anyway... Uh, that's what day 86, um, they, uh, I think went between Mars and Jupiter at some point. Okay. Um, and, uh, it was uneventful, but I think they also like, they probed some stuff like Mm, this is, I think, (coughs) Tom, I think this might be, not that I didn't, uh, like this portion of the book because I thought it was interesting. Yeah, and I think it might make me rethink 
my Hogwarts theory where it's like, give me a book. Because <laughs> a lot of it would be like, and then the wizards went to class and learned spells. Yeah. Um, and like and they learned how to make an apple levitate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, all right, maybe I don't need to know everything <laughs> about that. Maybe just like give me the highlights of like the most magical stuff at the wizarding school. <laughs> um, this is just like, oh, and it was, uh, you know, there are a lot of asteroids between there, but Hal, you know, was able to avoided them without incident. Yeah, and then they sent a probe so they could learn stuff about that. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so, they, they so you're starting going. to rethink. Maybe books are better when things happen in them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that nothing is happening here. Right? It's very interesting. Um, yeah, the hypothesizing how it might be possible mm-hmm. to, um, you know. Well, and it uh, and it's impressive that you know here we are. Uh, what sixty years later ish, and uh, you know it's still. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's much in this book that people are like, oh, like, of course, that's not how this would work. Like, it's still more or less accurate to what we how we think like uh, space travel would would work like deep space travel, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. So that's that's interesting and stuff. But like, uh, you know, we all know what happens eventually with Hal. It hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I mean, I don't really know what happens with Hal. I know yeah. Hal takes over, but I don't know the. the yeah, but he's also reason. like in charge already, so right. like it's not like he's like, oh, I became smart and I outsmarted you, and now I have control. It's like, no, they built him to have control and to control everything. So yeah, I just Look, know I guess about we'll just have how to wait and find out. You know, the line of like, I can't do that, Dave. And it's like, right. I don't know, maybe Dave had space madness. Maybe Hal was right. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Um, so they get closer to Jupiter. It's like first like... Uh, and are they getting more stupider? Is that uh, addressed in the book? You said the book's very accurate. So presumably they would be getting more stupid. They might be getting more stupider. Um, I'm, I keep getting Saturn and Jupiter mixed up. <laughs> Saturn's the one with rings, and Jupiter's the biggest one. I know. I, Tom, well, I know. Well, apparently you don't know. Well, no, I don't know which ones are happening here. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. None of this matters. There's nothing really important that happens here. Um, again, like uh, there is like, so, almost a little bit of excitement as they pass Jupiter that uh, like uh, I think it was... David Bowman thinks mm-hmm. like, oh no, we're gonna crash uh, onto Jupiter, but uh, no, <laughs> it was just like an optical illusion. They were like very far away from it, and it was fine. Yeah, well, it's a um, big planet. Easy, they easy do more mistake to make. Yeah, they do more probes. Oh, Tom, to your point, mm-hmm. they have to like go around Jupiter in such a way. Oh, to like slingshot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it would just be their their communication with Earth is interrupted, so they're on okay, their own. Okay, when they're on and, the other side. Yeah, and he, and uh, it's mentioned that like even though like they weren't scheduled to have any communications with Earth, and like everything was uh, fine, everything was fine. Like they were still like freaked out when it was like uh oh we're gonna lose you know um and Uh, i think that kind of like i think also like that's cool to be to like um be able to um give voice that kind of like oh you would have anxiety about stuff even like you know it's the future and things are uh and ai is making everything everything should be fine but still scary yeah but you'd be like okay you know like like it's like the anxiety that you have when, like, they're like, "Oh, you're safer in an airplane than in a car," but like, right. I don't but know you're when you're taking off in an airplane, off. you're still like, Ooh. yeah. Um, and then uh, they sent the they sent two probes into Jupiter. Well, and you, I think, and one you of think them, all astronauts are by default cowardly, so you probably this is probably the first part of the book where you were like, oh yeah, of course they were scared. I guess that hasn't come up at all, but uh, <laughs> I don't think they're. Again, I don't think they're cowards, and I think we're seeing it here. 
Yeah, um, but and we we saw it last week too when the guy was just a, a passenger on what would like a commercial <laughs> air flight uh-huh. to yeah to, Hal's, to the moon. Hal's handling everything exactly. Um, so yeah, maybe these guys are cowards. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Um, so they're uh, they send probes to Jupiter. Um, the ancients had indeed done better than they knew when they named this world after the Lord of all the gods. If there was life down there, how long would it take to even locate it? And after that, how many centuries before men could follow this first pioneer in what kind of ship? Mm. But these matters were now no concern to Discovery and her crew. Discovery is the ship there, and I'm not sure right. if I mentioned I that. I remember. Yeah, you mentioned their that. Goal, their goal was still a stranger world almost twice as far from the sun, across another half billion miles of comet-haunted emptiness. Mm. Yeah, so they're going to Saturn. I see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, uh, oh, by the way, part three was called Between Planets. And so I guess it was like mostly, uh, I guess, between Mars and Jupiter. Where, yeah, you know, even though the next part of the book is also Between Planets. No, but they like pass between, like the asteroid belt that they pass through was between those two. The, okay. the next, Tom, guess what the next section is called? What? Abyss. Ooh. This is what James Cameron's movie, The Abyss, is based on. No, it's him again. Presumably. It, it, it was about uh, being under the ocean. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. That was that was the um, titular abyss in the abyss. Never seen the abyss, Tom. Never seen 2001: A Space Odyssey. I forgot about the asteroid belt. Yeah, that's a real. Uh, I, I guess that's when they were avoiding all the asteroids. Yeah, but again, Hal like made it happen with no. <laughs> yeah. Real. Because uh, it's weird. Because you think about. I always think about because they talk about how like, oh, yeah, the asteroid belt would be. And I remember like in the expanse, the asteroid belts, like a big part of that. There was like miners working in the asteroid belt. But I don't know. I always think like, oh, the asteroid belt, like, yeah, it sounds like that's a real pain in the ass to get past. It's past Mars. It's kind of dividing one part of the solar system from the other. And mm-hmm. but I would always think like, well, just go over it. But I guess that's like a real pain in the ass. <laughs> Yeah. Even though it shouldn't be, it's space, but, you know, gravity's going to do what gravity's going to do, and it's going to require a lot of energy to go over the the asteroid belt than just through it. I'm going to let those eggheads at NASA figure all this out. (laughs) This is also, Tom, up Mm -hmm. up until this point at least, a very hopeful book. This okay. again, I yeah, it's like I, I mentioned this last spirit. week, and like, um, everything is like you know for the most part, mm-hmm. all the world's nations are working together on this stuff and have pretty much learned that like uh, we're learned be to be constructive. Yeah, um, which I think things kind of shook out that way, right? He was he was right. <laughs> I mean, that's always, you know, that that was a famous uh, uh, Ronald Reagan speech that that people speculated, you know. You're he was talking he, about Ronald Reagan. He knew, what a great he knew, man he is. He knew more than uh, uh, than he was letting on about the uh, what we know about extraterrestrial life where he had a speech about, you know, it was during the Cold War. And he was like, I often wonder, like, uh, you know, if we were faced with an extraterrestrial threat if all of our differences would quickly fall by the wayside and humanity would come together right yeah it's like a very common idea and like a very common i mean we've seen that on smaller we've scales seen, uh, and we've seen independence day or as i call it id4 <laughs> well but i'm thinking even like you know the the real world where you know, like after nine eleven, when all Americans were united for a minute of like, 
we're all in this together. And then it was like, oh, no, everybody now everybody's got different ideas about what the actual problem is and how to deal with it. Right. Um, one would argue is the cynicism of one uh, administration that saw that as an opportunity to divide everybody to uh, achieve their own goals. But I don't. Tim, I don't think so. I was I wasn't uh, around back then, but I. <laughs> but uh, but I mean that's that's the thing. I think if if there was an extraterrestrial threat, the whole world would come together. But then I think we would fracture back apart because there would be different ideas about what we should do. I mean, you know, look people at the would Axis wa- versus Allies powers uh after world war ii right like look at uh we fought alongside russia against the nazis and then immediately the cold war yeah immediately after it was like both countries were like great and now i'm in charge (laughs) and then they tried jinxing each other that didn't work and then they had to do a cold a lot of cokes were bought yeah (laughs) but yeah i think that would happen where you know you would have people uh who we're like, we got to fight them to the last breath. And then other people were like, eh, maybe it's fine. Maybe we should just have alien overlords. Who cares? Maybe it'll be better. And then we would just all start fighting again. It's a damn shame. Tom? Yeah. I, for one, envision a better future. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Heal the world. Make it a better place for you. And yeah, for me, you. And I mean, the you, entire human race. You often say that you think Michael Jackson had the right idea about a lot of things. Tom, uh, I'm introducing a new segment on Books the Podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, to encourage people to sound off in the comments, <laughs> it's a comment of the week. Okay, comment of the week. Not to be um, confused with uh, contest winners. Right. Exactly. No. This is look. Next week, oh, yeah. Well, first of all, Thomas has to tell us if he's going to double down on the mystery box or if he just wants to. <laughs> if he the wants book. to roll the dice with possibly getting a spider mail to him or not. I mean, he can't get a spider. The spider's off the table. I, um, I don't know, Tim. I I think maybe you might do another deep dive uh, into spider suppliers in the country he lives in. You might find a very affordable jumping spider option. We'll see. We'll see. Or a spider with um, a different ability. But, um, this week's comment of the week, and it will always come from the previous week's episode, so sign, of sound off uh, under this. Uh, I would this say it's probably from, never going to come from this week's episode, the episode you're right. currently listening to. Um, well, it's not going to come from like three weeks ago is what right. I mean, Tom. It's to encourage engagement, Tom, on this episode. <laughs> um, it comes from- You're always uh, trying to encourage <laughs> engagement on the one platform it doesn't matter on. <laughs> Our engagement's going to be through the roof here. This comes from Adam Johnson, Tom. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom thinking Kid A begins with National Anthem is an all-time blunder. Tom, I got to agree with Adam Johnson. We were talking about how- So is the comment of the week just going to be somebody criticizing me and you reading it aloud? I mean, that's what it happened to be this week. It's not that much of a criticism. I think you would agree that that was a blunder. It was a blunder. I forgot. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. What is the first track? Of Kid A? Yeah. It's not National Anthem, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm real bad at, like, remembering the names of songs. It's not National Anthem. It is... uh... I can't remember what it is. Sing it for me and I'll name it, maybe. Everything in its right place? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah. Everything. It's a good song. Yeah, it is a good song. That blew some minds. Hey, let's go out on everything in its right place. I'm not going to play that. Yeah, Tim, don't play that. All right. Well, thanks for being a patron. Thanks for listening to Books Podcast. Hey, have you heard Kelly Clarkson's cover of Exit Music from a film? Oh, no, I haven't. For a Is film? it new? Did she you do it on her... her talk show? Yeah. She begins her show every day with a, a segment called Kelly Oki, uh-huh. um, where she say, she has a band play, and she say, she covers a new song. She I think she did Everlong one time. Mm-hmm. Um 
but she did exit uh, exit music and like for a film you know, yeah and you know uh <laughs> you know uh the, that's a daytime talk yeah, show a daytime and talk like, show it's just jarring for her to be like, we hope that you choke, <laughs> yeah. that you choke, like belting it out. And for, the audience for is like, uh, her audience of housewives and <laughs> children homesick from school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was cute. It was nice. It was good. Um, and yeah, then she uh, released an official cover of uh, Fake Plastic Trees, which is pretty good. Oh, wow. She just released that today. You can find that on pitchfork.com, Tom. I'll, I will definitely check that out. And I encourage uh, fans of Radiohead, uh, whether you know the first song on an album or not, to also check it out. And congratulations to Adam Johnson for having the comment of the week. (laughs) Unfortunately, you'll not be getting a spider sent to you in the mail, but hopefully this is prize enough. big time shit. Um, All right. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for being patrons. We love you all very much. We love you very much. It's the it's the correct phrasing. It is the catchphrase, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next week for part four of two thousand one Space Odyssey. I had to look at the the <laughs> cover of the book to remember. An idiot. Um,